Welcome to Unbounds, Break Free and Live Authentically. My name is Krista Lynn. I am your podcast host, integrative nutrition health coach, somatic movement practitioner, and health and wellness advocate. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Unbound. Today is a very special episode because I am here with the most amazing um, Taylor Gibbs. She is a fellow coach and she is a dream reality guide. She escorts people into living the life that they've always wanted. And she has so much to share and so much to offer. And I wanted to bring her into this conversation um, to talk about what living a boundless life means, what it means to do the work to break chains and live really free and live authentically. And so, um, Taylor, thank you so much for doing this and being here with me. And yeah, so just tell us a little bit about you. Give, uh, give yourself a little uh, intro. Let the people know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, hi guys. My name's Taylor. Yes, I'm a fellow coach and um I just I connected with Krista and we were chatting about being free and coaching styles and breaking chains off people's minds and that's one of my favorite things to talk about. It's everything, absolutely everything. And when I found out that her podcast was called Unbound, it literally <laughs> just it was it had to happen. So I'm really happy to be here. It's exciting. Mm, thank you so much. I so appreciate, I appreciate your connection and just being here and just, yeah, we've been on a little journey and just our paths crossing just feel so divine and wonderful. So I'm excited. I know that we're going to get into conversation here. So um, for you, what does the word unbound mean to you? Like, how does that play a role in your personal life? Loaded question, exactly. right? It's a big one. <laughs> That's so good. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is the best. We could talk about this forever. <laughs> <laughs> unbound to me, <clears throat> when I think about unbound right now, because I feel like it changes over time with different seasons of your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um when you're five, it feels different than when you're 10 and feels different than when you're 20. And then when you have kids and when you're a grandma, like they're all different, I think. And so it reminds me of the ocean. I've really been thinking about the ocean a lot. There's so many metaphors with the ocean and I really hope to like live by one as soon as possible, to be honest with you. But unbound to me is the mindset is the, it's the like um, freedom you feel inside of yourself, the permission you feel mm. to adapt and to adjust to life's waves. Mm. Oh, so you don't feel shame. You don't feel judgment. You don't feel trapped when you want to change. Like absolute permission to be like, actually, I think I want to do this. And not be like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're rocking the boat. Don't do that. We're so stable over here. Like that's a really big generational thing. I think with the people that are above us, but now there comes, I feel like there's this like understanding unraveling of like, wait a second, like life is all about adapting and adjusting. Um, and that feels like being unbound 
in my mind. Anyway. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I love that. I love that you use the word permission because I think that that comes up. I see that a lot with clients that I coach and especially on my own healing journey, like the permission aspect of just breaking down barriers and not necessarily rebelling against your own belief system or authenticity, but allowing yourself to think a different way, to be a different way, and to experience life in a different way that actually just feels aligned with your intuition and your spirit. Yeah. Yeah, that was so good. At the very end, like, the fact that it, when it's aligned with your spirit, Mm. whoa, that's good stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so how... How for you do you see this aspect of permission or honestly like limiting belief in the chains that are holding a lot of individuals back? Like tell me about how that plays a role in how you have created your own dream reality and how you now are helping others come into that that dream state. Yeah, that's a really good question. I think... Um, I can speak from experience and then we can kind of play with it. Um, but what's coming in my mind right now is the, the like loyalty and love I felt with my mom and my dad, although I've actually been through so much with them. Um, they were voices in my head that were really, really loud. And usually none of our thoughts are our own. Number one, I just want to put that spoiler alert out there. (laughs) Like no thought is your own. Like we are one, I'm not going to get into that, but we're one huge conscious mind, like one mind, one body, one spirit, like that's real. Mm -hmm. And, um, so you're thinking a thought and you're like, Oh my gosh, we like identify with the thought. And then we build a life around that thought because we think it's so personal, but nothing is personal. And so, For me, when I'm going through the nitty gritty myself and then leading others through it, the thing that's so clear to me is like someone will say something, like we'll be talking and then they'll say one sentence. And I'm like, that was not even your tone. Mm. (laughs) Like that was your dad or your uncle or someone. And they'd be like, yeah, I was always told that. I was like, it's just, it's all energy. I don't know. What do you think on that? I want to stop and hear what you're gonna yeah no I completely agree with you I think in my experience I hear things and something will pop out immediately like without fail that thing jumps out um and you can tell there's there's an energetic shift sometimes there's a different tone and sometimes you can just feel it like if you're really in tune and you're trying to be aware and um you know really listen like actively listen to somebody that thing will present itself really quickly um and that amazes me every time it's like magic and then you dive into that thing and you pick that little nugget out and dive into that and I couldn't agree with you more it's so much preconditioning from mom and dad from family even siblings sometimes can get in there cultural norms so many different things um yeah, and then it's just helping them identify their own voice. Like, that is a process. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> for me, specifically, it was I make good decisions. Mm. 
like the thing that broke for me that helped me is like when I make a decision it, it leads to life it doesn't lead to destruction and it actually comes from narcissistic traits that mm. of abuse but that's a whole nother <laughs> topic mm. but I was realizing what did you say that was key to me connect chains and when I think of people in chains in their brain or like a block and they want to like change that this is all this whole reality is just everything that's in my life like I can't do anything about it I just I have to go to this job and I my wife and I talk this way to each other and it's just is what it is and I'm like Mm -hmm. okay like someone told you that it has to just be what it is in order for you to survive that's your survival mode yeah not change so it actually I have a lot of compassion on the courageous souls that (laughs) coach with us because like you are striking your nervous system Mm. you're coming out of survival mode like when an animal's in survival mode you don't mess with that like they are running for their lives so to, to pull someone out of that it has to be a decision that they're making because it's yeah, it your nervous system like it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so much. I love that you mentioned courage too because that is like on an energetic level once you get past courage, you're able to fly. You're able to fly and and jump into these other states of of reality and I love that you said, you know, somebody else tells you that. I, that's one of the the questions I ask the most often during calls is who who told you that? Where did you first hear that? Like, when did that first show up in your life? Like, what memory is attached? Who said it? And why is it still being said? Like, what payoff is your ego receiving from hearing that thing over and over again? Ooh, I like that. Oh, my God, that was a great sentence. That that one I can't take credit for. That one comes from <laughs> that one comes from my coach. Um, and yeah, what was it? Say it again. What's that? What was it? Can you say it again? Yeah, sure. What payoff does your ego receive from fill in the blank from anything? Right from repeating that word, repeating that sentence, staying in that limiting belief. Like your ego is getting some type of payoff, and that's why limiting beliefs and patterns that just cause pain and inconsistencies and cognitive dissonance are they they almost seem and feel addicting yes yeah wow it's like an ego addiction Mm. Mm -hmm. staying in your reality whoa girl (laughs) yeah there was something do you have another question i was gonna go into one more thing Mm, no go for it okay cool I was thinking about mother and fathers and hold on, I'm going to find it. Chains in the brain. Yeah. I love talking about like certain symbols, bringing security and safety to people Mm. and how we are so connected. Like, have you ever read the four agreements book? Yes. Okay. That book I highly recommend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's, um it talks about observer mode I don't know if you remember that part in the book but it goes through observer mode and he he takes you through the movie theater brings you into the movie theater and you're like watching your your life on the screen Mm. that is the reason why I'm coaching what I'm doing in all honesty Mm. I read that last year maybe over a year ago and I was like what hit me the most is 
your mom is in the other, she's down in movie theater eight watching her movie and your character in her movie is different than what you think you are in her movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If people could just wrap their minds around the fact that we are in a movie and that we are all playing characters that are different, like who you see me to be is different than who I see me to be. And that's beautiful. There's, you can't control that even if you wanted to. So why would you? And so Mm. it is a, there is an act of surrender and trust in the shifting of reality, which does break I don't say break the ego because we could even go to a combo about like how ego can serve us. It's not like evil. Right. But, um, almost coercing it to like come along with <laughs> us to a better reality. Yeah. Yeah. There, I, it totally ties into that aspect of surrender, right? Because so many of us are in these like protection modes too, because we are afraid of what other people are going to think of us. And, So by recognizing that there's nothing that we can do to, by default, as, you know, nature of humanity, we are going to be perceived differently by everybody who comes across our path. And so that being a truth makes, makes us feel probably out of control, but also really safe that we can't control that. It's not supposed to be something we can control and therefore we need to stop living so that other people validate us. Like, what are we waiting for? <laughs> you yes. know? Oh my gosh. I like get these little things and then they just, they, they're like little butterflies. And if I don't catch them, they are gone. <laughs> oh, that was a really good one. Hold on. It's like, it's like two veils. And mm. it's like, I'll try to describe this. It's like stepping literally on stage. It's like stepping onto a set. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what you said, but it like it was hitting me like, yeah, if we could just step out for a minute. Yeah. Like you literally are not in control of everyone else's scripts. Like mm. they're reading a script and they're saying a line because of what their mom like they have a subconscious that's reading a script and you pick up on that and you make your own script. And that's what that's where the breakage is. Like that's the subconscious is where you break out and get unbound. Mm. I love that. <laughs> where where do you find that that aspect of being really confident in your your role, your part and making peace with the ego and what everybody else may think? Like where do you find that that most shows up for you? And how do you process through that? Because I find it's like a moment by moment thing. Like we're always talking ourselves out of that moment where we want to react or we want to <laughs> make the decision maybe that's not serving us the best. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I had a breathwork session. Oh, it makes me want to cry. Life is so beautiful. So many things are coming full circle and it feels like only the beginning, but anyone who's listening, go take a breath, go do a breath work session. Yes. Um, I did, you can do some on Google, like YouTube, like 10 minute long, 30 minute long, but I paid someone to um, give me like a three hour long session and it, have you ever done one like that? Yeah, not that long, but that sounds incredible. 
Well, I mean, it's like, it's like an hour long of breath and then you do like an hour of journaling in the beginning mm. and an hour debrief. So that give you space. It's amazing. But my intention going into it was I trust myself to live a life of ease. Mm. And when you go into the breath work for anyone who doesn't know, when you go into the breath work, you settle into a certain pace to where you are opening up the locked door of your subconscious and you're actually able to integrate that intention into the subconscious so that every move that you make after that breath work, you don't even have to think about it. You're integrating that Mm. sentence into your life and I can still feel it because I won't call certain people or I'll put up certain boundaries or I just don't have those conversations because they actually don't need to be in my life. Yeah. And that's what I'm choosing. Like confrontation looks like we're not having this conversation because it actually doesn't matter. And that's just with me right now. Like there's nothing Mm. big confronting, but it's because when you said that, I realized when I have um, a lens of, when I have a lens of compassion for like my mom and dad, for example, Mm. completely different pages. Mm. They do not um, chat with me about, what I'm doing you know they're proud of me but they just don't like necessarily understand or have space because they are processing through so much and they won't get the help that they need anyway love them so much (laughs) um but the main point is when I'm around them I'm quiet and I don't need to say anything and in compassion I watch them and my energy is like the moment you open up your mouth I'm gonna say something Like Mm. if you are going to come to the table, then I will come to the table, but I'm not giving you my energy if you're not going to come to the table. And that felt like a really, I didn't even say anything to them. Yeah. It just, I trust myself to live a life of ease. I I see right through you and I can tell you everything that's going on and you don't want to talk about that. So you're not going to say anything. And I, that's like what I said in the spirit. Yeah. And like, they just were like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) that's right. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that amazing that too? Yeah. That totally makes sense. Like you're, and you just gave a real life example of what it looks like to zoom out on that. Because if you were to not zoom out and to zoom in on any type of conflict or feelings of disconnection, you could really easily fall into victim mentality or feeling like this conversation is so difficult and feeling resistance to every moment that comes up like that. And instead, zooming out and realizing that not not only do we have mom and dad stuff projected onto our lives, but mom and dad have their own stuff. And I think that's the most beautiful part of that zoom out is it actually, you don't victimize, you don't point the finger at yourself, but you also don't point the finger at other people because everybody's bringing their own baggage and their own stuff to the table. And it's just a matter of zooming out and having a lens of self-compassion and compassion for others as a result, as that mirror ripple effect and loving and being in relationship with others from that space and you put something up today about interdependency and I just loved that like I think that's such a huge thing and yeah codependency is so common and looks like so many different things like do you find that that is a common common chain and boundary that a lot of people experience oh yeah oh yeah definitely Mm. yeah 
I saw your thing. I saw your thing with codependency, like right before we went on this episode. And I was like, that's so crazy that I didn't look at your story. And I like felt like I needed to put that interdependence one on today. Yeah. And I, same here. I posted that and then found yours. I was like, oh, this is the state we want to be in. (laughs) Yes. It's real. Yeah. I feel, and something I said in that, in that post was, and I'm curious your thoughts on this as well is as a kid, you have to be codependent. Like Mm. the baby is like, does not survive like literally you've heard of kids there's been testimonies of kids dying in their sleep when they aren't held for a long period of time Mm -hmm. that makes total sense but there was no integration of getting older and turning into interdependence like that should have been taught in the schools more than anything oh yeah 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 for sure and I think that's so hard like I think that is probably a space where a lot of like dysfunction or toxic thinking patterns come into play because it's that pivotal moment of oh now we're not a baby who needs to be coddled and we actually need to show up for ourselves in in that nurturing role right Mm -hmm. like we have needs and it's not to say like a, a suck it up don't you don't need coddling or loving it's like okay wait whoa how can we actually fill these needs and meet these needs in a new way where we're not setting ourselves up for high stakes disappointment with individuals who might not be emotionally ready to show up for us and meet that need. Oh my God. Say that sentence again. <laughs> I have to replay. I don't even know. It just came out of my mouth. Oh, so good. I don't even know what you said. <laughs> well, I think that's like, that's the part that gets to be like, this is when people get stuck in victim mentality and feel like there is nowhere else to go because we are looking, we are codependently looking for others to meet our needs. And while that is not necessarily a bad thing, like you have needs and they need to be met, when others aren't emotionally able to hold that space for you, you feel like I'm, I'm out in the middle of the ocean with nobody to save me. There's no life raft. There's nobody around me who can meet my needs. Therefore I'm stuck. Yep. And that's a very powerless state of being like, in that reality, that's exactly when individuals need to be woken up to the fact that, like you do in your coaching, what you dream is your reality. You can step into that. You can be your own life raft and bring yourself back onto the shore, but you have to reframe your mind. <laughs> oh. Wow, so many symbols. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was so good. That was <laughs> sorry. I'm like getting swept into another world. <laughs> that was so beautiful. I literally someone told me seven years ago. Mm. I don't know if this is too much to put on your podcast. <laughs> Go for it. We can always we can always splice it. I'm sure it'll be fine. Okay. Well. All I was going to say was I was thinking of anchor, like ships that are hitting the shore of like a lighthouse. Yeah. And like directing people's way through the sea when Mm. it's dark. Yeah. Like a, like a dad, like in church told me that like seven years ago, I was like, you're a lighthouse and you're like the shipwrecks. Like they're not going to be shipwrecks because you're going to like leave boats, like not to hit the shore. Oh my gosh. (gasps) Wow. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. 
It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That's like the moment when you know you're in alignment, right? Totally. Mm. It makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. And there's so much compassion there because people have been through so many things that have shipwrecked them. Mm. And so there's just a lot of compassion there because it's like, well, duh, like a lot of waves hit you and you didn't know that there were going to be rocks underneath your ship. Like you weren't ready for that. You couldn't have been even if you tried. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 100%. I just, um, I was just giving kind of a, it was a different example, but that same concept on like healing from things and overcoming hardship and shipwreck and trauma it's like you know if you're a 5k runner and you sprain your ankle and then you expect yourself to get up and run the marathon it's like where's the self-compassion and where's the belief that you know you can you have the tools that you need to to heal properly instead of shoving and using denial and getting up and basically beating up a wounded warrior like you know (laughs) We've been through so much and we have so much to process through, but we also don't need to get stuck in the victim mentality. Yeah. Can you, yeah. Can you talk about like that process a little bit of, you know, when, when somebody is in that shipwreck state and you, um, you know, you're guiding them towards creating that dream state and finding those alignments because I think a lot of people are like well that stuff just doesn't happen for me like they're stuck in that level of disbelief and doubt and things aren't showing up as synchronicities in their lives because they're not in alignment like can you talk about that process yeah that's um that's a really good point because when you said you said those things just aren't happening for me Mm. Specifically, like when people are thinking, um, that just doesn't happen for me. That's just not me. Yeah. Like that is, that is it. Like uh-huh. that part is it. Yeah. Like you're right. <laughs> like you're right because you're right. And you're thinking it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 100%. Cause our thoughts create our reality. Yeah. And oh my gosh, I just get so fired up about that because that the coaching aspect comes out where I'm like if you I can't remember even exactly what you were asking I'm so sorry shipwreck (laughs) (laughs) I think just the process the process of like guiding people towards that that new way of thinking like you're essentially doing brain surgery like you're changing neural pathways and building new habits yeah um People think that they are their thoughts. Mm. And that is where it shifts. Like, if people can settle down, even like meditating in the morning or breathing, and they can start to let themselves believe. Mm. That's the, the bound part that I'm feeling like we could become our own abusers so quickly yeah, and bind ourselves to realities because we think that that's what we're deserving of and Mm -hmm. no one's doing it to ourselves but us yeah and so when I think about what you're saying I'm just like you have to choose to believe that you are not your thoughts you have to I literally wrote this down like you have to get over ourselves to 
love ourselves enough to change our mind. Yeah. It's really self-love. Mm. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more on that. I The last thing I would say with that is, like, practical advice would just be to, like, actually take take seven days and like take walks in the morning and choose to believe that I can think different thoughts yeah that's like as simple as it gets like I can have different thoughts these are just thoughts yep oh my gosh just (laughs) thoughts yeah it's like it's just life and it doesn't it's not to invalidate feelings emotions or experiences but it's also just to take the stakes down and take the pressure off because we're just human we're just gonna be here for a little bit (laughs) Well, and and to not invalidate the experience, something that really connects with me, but helped me with that mm. because people will get caught up on that. But I've been through this, 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 and this. Yeah, I'm like I I totally know and understand. Trust me. Like mm. I've had physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional abuse to this being, and I'm dream coaching. Like all that to say, oh my gosh, <laughs> I have so many butterflies and they just leave. Um, <laughs> it's gone um (laughs) that's the whole point of the movie theater like Mm. if anyone catches it like if they like letting go of control like if I'm saying this out loud and someone hears it they're gonna catch it when they're neat when they need to catch it and like when they're in alignment and it's time they're gonna get it because I got it at a time and it like changed everything so they're like but this is my story I'm like you're still personalizing the story Like, there's a reason why you went through that. I don't care how intense it was. For some reason, in the karmic cycles of life, for some reason, you had to go through that. And I'm so sorry. Like, there's still compassion there. Like, whoa, that's intense. You shouldn't have had to go through that, but you did. Mm. And there is some reason why. And you can get to that point of not it not being personal, but that's really intense. I know when it gets in, like, intense stories. But um, watching it as a movie... Like, this is a dream. Sometimes I'll literally wake up and be like, I'm lucid dreaming. Mm. Yeah. I'm dreaming right now. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. And um, something that something that I use often and has said to me often along my journey is everything is happening for you, not to you. Yes. And that can be really challenging um, to break through, but it is essentially, you know, it's essentially your choice. (laughs) It's your choice. If you want to limit yourself into, um, believing that whatever reality you're in is all that there is out there, then that is what's going to show up and your experiences will validate your limiting beliefs every time. That's so good. That's so, so good. Yeah, and I'm thinking about people feeling like, yeah, you feel bound to certain experiences because of what, like, you've been through, mm. and the the unbinding um, sometimes feels like, um, just the sentence, I know you've probably heard this, but, um, like, being on Earth is training ground and, like, is a learning experience, period. Yeah, yep. It's not failure. It's just growth. It's just learning. All of that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love all of that. In my, in my experience now, the 
process I walk the women who join my, my program through is connecting, connecting to themselves, um, connecting to the limiting beliefs and the pain and the traumas that have created these chains in their lives, essentially. And it's, it shows up in the, in the most wild things, the things you wouldn't think of, the things that are inconsistent. Like I wake up and I don't make my bed and I hate that I don't do that. Like it can be as simple as that. And we can trace it back to, to a root that they're like, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Right. And it's it's mind blowing every time. So it's like that connection. And then once you actually have awareness around those things, because you've connected deeply to yourself and stopped numbing and denying your own intuition, you can heal, you can feel those things, you can heal them. And then there's that third aspect of alignment and aligning your your new self and your habits together. There's that aspect of healthy discipline out of self-love to reel it in and practically practice 63 days of rebuilding that pathway, that neural pathway and living a new life and really aligning all of those facets, body, mind, spirit. I know. Oh, that's so, so good. And I'm, when you're talking, I was um, humbly reminded (laughs) (laughs) of the human, like the human journey. Yeah. How, like, there's still grief and we're Mm. still, we're never done. And like, when you break down crying, I broke down crying today and broke down laughing today. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Same. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you just reminded me of like, oh, like we're going to feel and it's yeah. okay to like still be in process mm-hmm. and not be like, oh, I'm just observing, you know, just like, oh, I'm just in observer mode and I'm not going to feel anything ever again. Like mm-hmm. that's not the point. I think sometimes being in observer mode cultivates a safe container yeah. for you to actually be like, whoa, that being is teaching me this and it is so painful for some reason. Why Mm. is it painful? And just like working through it until you know the lesson's up when it's no longer painful. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You can't rush your healing process. And I think that's a misconception about personal growth in general is that there's a finish line. There is no finish line on healing, on growth. And just because you are laughing one minute and crying the next, that doesn't, it's your perception of that. You could look at that and say, oh, like this is just going to be such a bad day now because I'm crying. But instead it's actually that perception of like, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to moralize crying as good or bad. We are going to just experience the full spectrum of what it's like to be a human and experience all of those things, just like the seasons, like it cycles through and we're not able to fully be human if we don't get to experience those things that's actually something quite beautiful and um yeah if you if you allow yourself to feel all those things it it gives you insight it taps you deeper into your intuition and allows you to have more self-compassion and empathy for others around you Mm, i love that so much that was so good Mm. so awesome taylor I love this conversation. We could go on all day long. (laughs) Uh, I appreciate you so much for being on here and just sharing your heart and being a part of the dialogue and the conversation. If people want to find you on social media or otherwise, where can they find you? 
you can find me at taylor.marie.artisan. I love that. And I know recently you just started a new adventure um, with some exciting uh, endeavors with clean water. So can you just tell us a little bit about that? Because water is such a huge part of our health and it's grossly underestimated. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Totally. So there's a ton of water filters out there right now. Um, Enagic is spelled E-N-A-G-I-C and it is from Japan and it's number one rated for the best water machine like out there in the world. Mm. It's a pH water system with like six different buttons you can press for like washing your face, baby formula, taking medicine, laundry detergent, like washing and washing shampooing your hair and then drinking the water it actually hydrates your body on a cellular level so Mm. it brings it's like uh two cups of green tea is like a cup of 9.5 water it's wild wow yeah so it it's just honestly it's a water that you can have in your um kitchen like as an appliance to rid all of the chemicals and all the sprays and all like the cleaning products Mm -hmm. it literally is one machine for all of that so it's really good for families and kids and then yeah and then i have a business my coaching is connected to it so anyone on my team with a water machine you get to build a business out of it which is a whole nother conversation and it's Mm. a big community online and people living in maui and bali and it's just it's absolute dream so yeah that yeah. is amazing. That's so wonderful. How how have you been feeling since you switched over to using this machine? I'm curious. Like, have you felt the benefits immediately? <sighs> yeah, literally immediately. Um, the first night, my stomach hurt because it was like it literally digests your body so quickly. Yeah, and if you're highly acidic, then it's a it's an it's an alkalizer. It balances mm. out your body, so your skin becomes softer. I had more energy. I had like. Usually I have a big sweet tea in the middle of the day and I didn't have a sweet tea and it was like 930 and I was had this type of energy and I was like, I hardly even ate today. Like I should not, I get tired really easily. And so there was no other question that and it was the water and yeah. that I like, instant was like on my story, like guys, this water is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Nuts. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Water is one of our number one, like, ways that we get exposed to toxic heavy metals, to a ton of crap that's messing with our systems and making us chronically ill. And so I have, like, loved hearing about your experience with that just in our conversations. I'm looking forward to hearing more and maybe getting involved with that in the future and trying it out for myself because it sounds incredible and life-changing and so cool. Taylor. Yeah, there's also a shower thing. That's the last thing I'll say. There's like a there's like a shower hose. Yeah. It's oh, so cool. Like, so you can actually yeah. bring the machine like into the shower and like there's like it's called Nanespa and you you hook it up to your shower. So okay. like, there's a pH system like flowing through your shower. It's, Amazing. It's like sponges. Anyway, oh, yeah. so important. Thank you so much again for being a part of this conversation and just like being open to collaboration. You are the coolest. Yes. So grateful for you and looking forward to more collaboration in the future. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks for having me. Oh, anytime. It's so awesome. 
We had so much fun having this conversation. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please like, share, leave a review. It helps to spread the word about the podcast more. And if you liked what you heard, take a screenshot and tag Taylor and I um, at taylor.gibbs.artisan. Was I right on that? Taylor.Marie.Artisan. Oh, sorry. Taylor.Marie.Artisan. Okay, I was close. Um, and then myself at Soma Sonder, S-O-M-A-S-O-N-D-E-R. We can't wait to hear from you and open up this dialogue further. Like, I don't know about you, Taylor, but I would love to get some DMs just about conversation oh. and continuing that conversation and opening up community. Yeah, for sure. There's so much to talk about. Mm, 100%. All right, you guys. Well, I will see you on the next episode. And thanks as always for tuning in.